podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are back, ready to shake, roll, and rattle. We are back in the saddle. Today we talk about hoodie season, cuffing season. It's fall, y'all. It's time to talk about what that really means. We're going to do the Iowa State review. It's painful. You don't want to. I don't want to. But we all have feelings. It's got to get out. And we're going to talk about the bye week, why we love West Virginia, the raspy voice kids, always in the building. Holla at you boys. Get at us. This is Truck Bryant, and you're listening to Raspy Voice Kids. Jeremy J. Enfine Phoenix. Sometimes somebody's going to have to ask what the N stands for. Nobody asks what the N stands for. In case you were wondering, Jeremy's middle name is Nicholas. You can write that down if you want. We might do some trivia or something in the future. I don't know. I'm just here. Anyway, back to the show. I'm his brother, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are back. Mondays are much harder after a loss, but it doesn't matter because it's fall, y'all. It's autumn for some of you. No matter what. This is all about pumpkins and cider and bonfires <laughs> and hoodies. And I, I'll tell you, this is not my favorite time of the year. I feel like fall is like a child. It can't decide what it is or what it wants to be. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's cold. It gets wet. It stays wet. And that's just not my favorite thing. I don't like to be wet. I don't like to be cold. I don't like to be muddy. I'm prissy. I'll tell you that straight up. That's how I feel about fall. But some of y'all love fall. The only things I like about fall are football and hoodie season. And for a lot of y'all, it's cuffing season. Now, some of y'all don't know what cuffing season is. Cuffing season means that you spent your whole summer enjoying your summer body, you know, enjoying your summer body, talking to whoever you're talking to, spending your time with whoever you're spending your time talking to, spending your time with, with no attachments. You just did your thing. You had your fun. That's That's the way it went. But come fall time, it gets cold outside, right? And there are important events, family events coming up, and you need somebody to be with you. You know, Netflix is a lot more Netflixy when you got somebody with you. <laughs> right. So what you got to do is get cuffed up. It's cuffing season, right? And cuffing season is a fantastic time, especially if you're a person like me whose summer body never came in. Now, I ordered it. I put my order in, but they said it got lost in the mail. All I know is they didn't give me no refund, and I never got my summer body. But that's okay, because cuffing season is also hoodie season, Jay. And I love hoodie season. Love hoodie it. Hoodie season helps to hide that summer body that never came in. Hoodie season helps you to look dope when you want to look dope. It's comfortable. It's cool. It's casual. I love hoodie season, especially Mountaineer hoodies and them soon-to-be RVK hoodies. Jeremy's rocking one right now. Dope as can be. Fresh as can be. Soon y'all will get yours, but it's not yet. The only problem with hoodie season, there's only one problem with hoodie season. Jeremy, you know what that is? I know what it is. I'm going to let you drop it on them now. The problem is hoodie season combined with cuffing season leads to altercations. Because if you got a hoodie, if you have a hoodie and you have a girlfriend, you don't have no hoodies, my friend. What's yours is hers and what's hers is hers. So that's where we are when it comes to hoodie season. You all about her and she all about hers. 100%. (laughs) I saw a post somebody sent to me, Melissa Miller, shout out to Melissa Miller. She said, I know how to fix, the the, the meme said, I know how to fix this problem. I'm going to buy two gray hoodies. That way she can have one and I can have one. Nope, wrong. She got two hoodies now, okay? Yep, she versatile. She versatile. She versatile. (laughs) Because they don't care if it fits either. In fact, they like it when it don't fit. Their favorite part is if it smells like you. Because if you smell, because I try to to be smelling, you know, like 
I'd be, I try to be smelling like freshness. I'd be trying to smell like, like, like loveliness. And girls love it when, when your hoodie smells like you. When they're wearing it, it doesn't fit, but it smells like you. And they're chilling at the crib. You're watching Netflix. They got your hoodie on. Now you man. cold because they got your hoodie on. Nah, they love the hoodie heist, man. You don't even have to be girlfriend up to be hoodie heist. They nope. love going for it. By the way, let me just say, I love the fall time. During the during the day, you wear a t-shirt, you feel good, you look good. At night, you get that cool, crisp autumn uh, 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 weather, watching football in a hoodie. I love it all the way around. But when it comes to my hoodies, man, I don't play. It's funny because girls, and you're exactly right, they love taking hoodies. And here's the thing, if you have a hoodie that you love, it is priceless to you. You can't buy any any dude's hoodie that he loves because it's broken. It's worn perfectly. It's exactly the way you want. The only way for a girl to get the hoodie is to steal it, Unconsen- unconsensually stealing a hoodie. And I know you'll use the excuse. You'll use the excuse that they only take it because they like you or they're into you. You know what I like? You know what I like? My hoodie. You know why? <laughs> I bought it. That's why I have it. So so this fall, this cuffing season, this hoodie season, protection next, son. Watch those hoodies. And watch who you wear them around. If you have one that you really love and you know you're about to Netflix and chill, do not, do not wear it over there. Um, yeah. Anyway, what I'll say to you is this. I'm okay with you taking my hoodie, but you better earn it. I'm going to tell you that straight up. You better earn it. Well, there's lots of ways to earn it. You got to be somebody special. You got to be somebody I don't mind, like, being seen with my hoodie because people going to know it's my hoodie, especially if it's RVK. I, I, you got to earn it. You got to be somebody special. So you better earn that hoodie. And if you earn that hoodie, then you can rock that hoodie. In fact, for me, that's a badge of honor. Hoodie season is a fantastic season. Taking my hoodie is fantastic if you earn it. Otherwise, like Jeremy said, it's unconsensual stealing, and I will call it Jake's. I will dial 911. You will have charges pressed against you. Ain't nobody playing about these hoodies. Rat me, boys! Shout to our sponsors, the people who make this show go. First and foremost, we want to thank Astork Auto of Charleston, Mr. Jamie Spears and Mr. Paul Astork. Those guys are doing their thing. Jamie especially is a fantastic partner. If you want to look good and you want to be treated well while you're doing it, Astork Auto of Charleston is the place to go. Holla at your boy Sandwich You, the king of the fat sandwich, located at 461 High Street. And they are in the building in Morgantown at Milan Pushkar Stadium at Mountaineer Field. Go find them. They're the king of the fat sandwich for a reason. The fries are dope, too. We also want to give a big shout-out, a big thank you to our partners, the people who make me go, Swill Dog. Swill Dog is the finest hard cider in all of the world. They're growing, they're expanding, they're making West Virginia proud. They donate, they give back, get at them. And of course, Shrinkables. That is Shrinkables. Get at us. Dun, 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 dun. A little side editor note. Um, I could not find that sound effect for the life of me. I've tried YouTube, Google, all that jazz. Brandon asked me to find it, and this is my public apology saying... Hey, Brandon, sorry I couldn't find it. Uh, you did a really good job in your little take, though, so I'm going to leave that in there and uh, get back to the episode. We had to do it. It's the Iowa State Review. I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. Now, I will say this. Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix is in the building. I also hate Pitt is in the building. And we were in the building Saturday night when you kept texting me and DMing me and calling me. Listen, 
I was angry just like you were angry. What makes you think I want to talk about it? I'm not Tony Gibson. I'm not Dana Holgerson. I'm not Jake Spavadal. I'm not Will Greer. I am not on any podium answering questions, but guess what I had to do all night Saturday night? And then the other worst part about losing Jay. And is, you a better man than me because uh, I no, just no, wasn't answering no. nothing. That, that's why everybody was calling me. People were like, I called Jeremy. He didn't. <laughs> no, I answer nothing. Look, look, we're gonna have to do something on proper sports etiquette. I'm being yes, for real. Yeah, Unless you're yeah. in the inner circle and we lose, don't talk to me. Yes, talk to me. Yes. I'm being for real. Inner circle. I don't care if you're a fellow Mountaineer fan. Unless you're in the inner circle. Yes, inner circle. Don't talk to me. Sports etiquette. I don't even mean being mean. Like so, like yesterday, I had people I hadn't seen for years who were like, "Hey, what happened to your boys yesterday?" No, no, years. I, 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 I'm <laughs> telling you. Know you know what I said? You know what happened to my boys? The same thing's about to happen to you. Okay, if you ask me again, same thing. That happened. my boys nope. about to happen to you. No, people who people who don't even like sports texting me saying, "Hey, what's going on?" You know what I did? I politely turned my phone off. Okay, <laughs> I'm not talking to you. We're not having this discussion. By the way, this takes me to another point. <laughs> Kids these days will never understand the power of hanging up on somebody. Never, because right now you get those three little beep beep beep, and you know the phone's over. But back in the day, you could just slam on people. You could slam the phone, and they knew the conversation was over, and you really got to hang up on people. I wish I had that option today because people – I had to call Chris Hall from Dub V Nation because I felt like Dub V Nation was posting some stuff that was specifically pointed at me. So I called him and said, hey, man, I don't know what y'all doing over there, but you need to back off. And you know what he did? Laughed. He just laughed at me, Jay. He just laughed. So, All right, let's get on to this game, man. Let's get let's on to this game. get on to the game. We're over it. You know what? Honestly, look, real quick, though. When we used to lose when I was like a teenager, it would take me a week at least to get over it. It did. Yes, yes. I, it, all it takes me is a solid eight hours to not be furious anymore. Okay, I'll give you no, that. No, 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 not even true. It takes me maybe two or three hours to not be furious. A solid eight to 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 be ready to move on and to be objective about it. That's where I am. I feel like that's maturation. I feel like I have grown as a person. I'm proud of me. I feel I feel the same way because I uh, I'm mad. Actually, I wasn't that mad. I wasn't that mad. I was just really depressed. I was just, you know, I was just my feels. I, I, I came home from where I was watching it and just sat on my couch and just... Just kept thinking, what, what am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed, what, to, what am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do Diddy now? Diddy line from, uh, yeah. what's that song? I can't remember which one it is, but what am I going to do now? Victory, What am I going to do now? It's all messed up. It's all messed up now. <laughs> uh, yo, the sun don't shine forever. But anyway, so the thing is, we straight up lost Saturday. There was no refs cheating. There was no last second luck play. There was no, we just didn't play well. We didn't play well, but Iowa State was the better team. David Montgomery, as good as I knew he was, was better than I realized he was. Purdy, a freshman, who Gibby owns, was 82% when blitzed last night. He owned us on the blitz. I mean, the guy was fantastic. 18, Butler, we couldn't cover him, and he knew it. Everyone in the stadium, everyone watching knew it. Hats off to Iowa State. We told them to just quit. They said, forget yep. y'all. We that's, ain't quit nothing. That's they the important thing. No, that's the out. important. Go ahead. No, that, I was going to say, no, that's, that's the important thing. They came out and balled. And when people come out and ball and handle theirs and the crowd was excited and they were focused, you, take their, you tip your cap, you take your cap off, whatever you want to say. Then boys came out and they played like they wanted it. Yeah, they, and because they did want it. And they wanted it more than us. And I don't think that was the only thing there. I, I'm also going to give props to Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, there's no way he's going to stay at Iowa State very long. You look at Iowa State and you say they're 3-3. Three and three. Well, they're 3-3, three and three, but David Montgomery hasn't played how many games this year, right? And then they got a little Pat White luck in them because Purdy was not their starting quarterback. 
They got enough injuries to get that guy on the field, and he's the guy that should be on the field. Then they outcoached us. They straight up outcoached us. Offense, defense, outcoached us. Now, I will say, I wasn't that upset with Gibby's game plan, personally. I was upset with the fact that our guys did not stay on their feet. We went for every pump fake that Purdy threw. We dove at Montgomery instead of taking good angles. It took poor angles all night, and we did not tackle. David Long, who you know we view as the alpha dog, who you know we view as first-team all Big 12, if not all-American, only had five tackles last night. That is not David yeah. Long. Yeah. So part of that is because Montgomery is slippery on top of strong and fast. The other part is we just did not play well. and it's, That's the truth, and, and that's a little bit of us and a lot bit of them. Yeah. I do want to get to the good things kind of first, you know. Um, one thing that I noticed, we didn't fumble the ball. We, we only did. had one turnover the entire game. Yep. Um, Drayvon with the big turnover, getting that yep. coal miner's hat. Yep. And, and who can forget about the block field goal return? Like if Kenny you, Bigelow. The biggest excitement all game for us Mountaineer fans, it cut it to 20 to 14, going into halftime. That was awesome. That was amazing. Big ups to that. All right, but but whoa, 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 whoa. Kenny Bigelow made the block. Derek Pitts, Mr. 304, South Charleston boy. Did I not say that? I meant, I meant to say that. score. I meant to say that. Shout out to both of them. It Shout was big time. Absolutely big time. But after that, you're you're exactly right. And Dana felt the same way. We were out coached and we were outplayed. Bottom line. Bottom outcoached line. offense, outcoached on defense, outplayed. And we get beat on all three sides of the ball. What, what are you do? supposed to do? Would you like do Dana? You know what, go ahead. No, go on, I was saying Dana talked about how it was the worst offense he's seen in 30 years. Yeah. Um and and how we have to get up and you know come back from this, but uh, he said we didn't call good plays, we didn't show good effort, we didn't block well, um, and he said I I don't get it, I really don't understand it. But that being said, we have to get better. We yeah. have to get better. No, and Jeremy, when you say when he said it was the worst deep offense he's seen in thirty years, he was talking about his offense. That, that's what I meant. That, excuse me, that's what I meant. Yeah, Jeremy, do you understand it was Jeff Mullins bad? It was literally. As bad, if not worse, than any performance Jeff Mullins' offense has ever put out. Did you know that? Uh, I believe it. I didn't know we, perfectly, we, but 100, ran, 152, 152 total, total yards says all I need to hear. We ran 42 plays last night, and we knew Iowa State was going to limit our plays. Jake Spavital talked about that. He knew that was going to happen. We had to make the most of what we had. But the, the reason you have 42 plays is because you can't convert on third down, because you get behind the sticks. And the problem was – to me, the two biggest problems in that game were the two things I was worried about from the beginning of the season. The offensive line and the, and the defense and the corners. The corners weren't terrible, to be honest. They were in position a lot of times. But, but Butler just made plays a lot of times. And the tight end straight up pushed off on that one touchdown, but I'm not going to hate. Um, the offensive line has been, has been getting manhandled on the interior, especially for the last 10 quarters. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I know I, part of that is a Joe Brown injury. I know part of that is uh, – I, I, honestly, I don't know exactly what it is. I know it has to be fixed. It and does. this is not us bashing the team. People are going to listen and be like, oh, you're bashing them. No, we're keeping it real. Those guys know saying, we love them. No, Those guys no, know and, we're mad at this till we die. And there's, yeah, no, and the, there's, no, there's no jumping on and off the band. We're on the bandwagon. We're, we stay on the bandwagon. I was on the bandwagon when we were four and eight. Okay? I was on the bandwagon. I stay on – I don't go anywhere. But I'm still allowed to talk about what I saw. What I saw was they beat us up front. They well, and, and not just that. They didn't do anything magical on defense. Nope. 
they dropped eight and they sent three. Sometimes it was sent a couple extra. Yep. They just kind of kept everything in front of them. Yep. Um, and I think that's where it was. I, there's no question it was a rough night and it was frustrating. Um, I think we're not accustomed to see some of the decisions that were made uh, from the pocket. Like, I would have liked to see, and I know everybody said this, I would like to see Will have thrown a few of those um, of those balls away. A few? I, I also, <laughs> I also would love to see him take off and run. I agree. Go get that first. I think he got a little Geno in him where Gina would always look so much for the past that you have to take the opportunities when they come. So that's what he has to do. He can run. He's athletic. Yep. And, and when nothing's open, baby, run. Run, baby, run. Um, those are the things that were kind of frustrating to me. Uh, Defensive-wise, I don't think we played horrible. No. But then again, if you look at it, we couldn't get them off the field. Well, like, that but, was part but, of the— But remember, we're, if we only run 42 plays, how long are we on the field? That's true. That's true. But on the flip side, they had long extended drives. Um, they had big third down conversions. They did. It's like we just couldn't. And granted, I'm not putting it all on the defense. I'm just saying we no, couldn't no get way. off the field. We had four possessions on offense the second half. Um, it was just rough. It was just, we, didn't, we had no sacks on the, uh, on the quarterback. We only had two hurries. They had seven sacks. They had 244 yards rushing. Um, if you just look at it all the way around, it was just a rough game to watch. And uh, – it's a tough one as, as Mountaineer family, but, you know, the thing is, as much as we feel this, uh, we know the players and the staff and the state, they, they feel it just as much. So yeah, just it as was much. tough. Like I told somebody, somebody was messaging me and they were all upset. I was like, listen, you don't have to do a show on Monday. I got to get on camera and talk about this. You get to just be in your feelings, go to work, live your life, right? So if I just get to talk about it, what's it like being in those meeting rooms? What's it like being at practice, at weightlifting? What's it like? Being with your comrades all week. What's it like being Jake having to talk to Dana? You know, what's you it know, like? What's do, it you like? Know that there, do you know there was only one possession the entire game that was over five plays for West Virginia? Yeah. Which was the first, was the first drive? Yeah, one no. possession over five plays. And you know what's crazy, too, is defensively we went with a three and out and then a pick. The first four plays were yeah. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So that, 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 and I think part of me believes that we, we went Texas Tech second half mode. We went Kansas mode. And Iowa State was like, yeah, but we, we're not the Jayhawks. We're not the Raiders. I think that's what happened, in part. In what, do you mean part. By going, what do you mean by going that mode? I think we went up 35-10 to 10 on Texas Tech and knew they couldn't play with us. I think we, we went into Kansas knowing they couldn't play with us. Okay, I think so how's the, that cool? I think we go the first four plays. We're up 7 nothing. Defensively, we shut them down. And we think, oh, yeah, here we go again. We're going to blow them out. And, and and Iowa State said not so fast, my friend. I don't, I don't agree with that at all, at no. all. Okay, okay. I, I don't. I think that was too big of a game. I'm just it was too you, early. I'm like if we didn't got like a 14 point lead, or or and it would have been a quick 14 points, then it's possible. But not the way it worked. That that was gritty and grimy, and I, I just can't see how any. And if they did get over confident in some capacity, it's a major problem. <laughs> That's well, a major Gibby, problem. Gibby, per, Gibby said that he didn't know if that's what it was. Gibby said he didn't know if that you know that we got overconfident. That's what Gibby's perspective was. Now, mind you, was that's it, immediately after the game. That's not watching film. That's not talking to players. Yeah. That's just that was his immediate response. But was and, he talking about the entire game, or was he talking about the second half getting overconfident? No, I, he was talking about the entire game. Now, see, talk, and talk, I get that. And by, and by the way, I get that. I get that because the defense has played pretty solid. You played yeah. Texas Tech, who's a high-powered offense, and when you when you focused, you shut them down. I feel like this is the first time this year that the defense hasn't played up to what we wanted them to. Yep. You know, so well, I keep. You know I, the funny thing about them not playing up to what we want them to is, Keith Washington was in position a lot of times. Bailey was in position a lot of times. Butler just made plays. I mean, he just mossed dudes a lot of times, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean not every time, not every time, but there were a lot of times. About? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Butler, the receiver. I thought, all right. 18. But Ma- 18. Got you, got you. Because I was thinking about Montgomery. He is slick. He did look nice. He was making people miss, but we missed a lot of tackles that but, we normally make. The missed tackles were not a lack of effort. They were bad angles. Very yeah. bad angles. You could see where they had him hemmed in, and people got too excited and like are going for the tackle like they're playing – uh, yeah. I, you know what? I was yeah. about to say, West Virginia running back from the past. I'm not going to do that. Like, but you playing- know, <laughs> yeah. But th- th- what I'm saying is, there's a difference th- between the defense getting a mulligan where they didn't play. The, and, you know, they may have got a little overconfident, and now you go back to the drawing board. And with this offense, I feel a little different. I feel like we've seen this coming. They've had six quarters where they didn't play up to par. In every game, the last game, I was like, I'm surprised they didn't come out on fire. I don't understand how they weren't focused. And now we get here to this game. And it, and it feels like the same thing happened. So so we really, like, I don't feel like the offense should get the same mulligan that the defense got. I, because, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I will say this, though. I think, I think we saw 10 bad quarters. Essentially, we've seen 10 bad quarters now. But against Texas Tech, there were missed open plays. It wasn't like the guys weren't open. They were missed. Or drop passes. The same thing against Kansas. Will force some passes that he typically wouldn't force, right? This game, it wasn't that way. Guys just weren't open. Guys Guys weren't open. Guys were slipping and falling. Um, Guys just weren't open. And and people, like I keep, everything, everybody, you know what people keep saying to me? Why don't we run more slants? Why don't we run more screens? Jake talked about that. He said he tried to do some underneath stuff and it didn't work. And I do remember some slip screens they ran with receivers that didn't work. I, I don't know what needs to be done because I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a coach. I just know something needs to change because there's too much talent on this offense. This offense yeah. is not an it's not it's not it was not an aberration. This offense is legit. That's the question. That's the question. Except for is this real or or was the first five games real? The offensive line, first. there's a problem. Now Joe Brown had been hurt. He's back this week. I don't know if he's hundred percent. Um the centers have not been good all year. They've not been terrible, but they've not been great. We're in trouble on the interior line. That's the place that needs to be fixed. And Wickline's got to figure that out. He's the coach. He's got to figure out who his best guys are. He's got to figure out how to get them motivated and where, and where to play. And he's Dana's guy. So I, I, I get my, my opinion is I always give the coaches the benefit of the doubt, especially when we're 5-1. and one. Like the thing that kills me about this game is if you listen to our fans talking about fire Spav and fire Dana – you would think that we're one and five. We're five and one. Now, I understand the problem is the trend. I understand yeah, the problem yep. is every time we get some clout, every time we start to become something, we, we lay an egg. I get that. I don't think it's time to fire anybody. I think that's absurd. But this better not be 2012. No, we, we, need, we need major changes. And that, I guess that's my thing. You drop eight, you send three. Um, like I said, I'm not putting this on one person. I'm saying the entire team and, and hold together, like Hogerson said. But also, um, with some of I, I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like they did the same thing on defense, and I just felt like we should have been more prepared and more ready. That that was my I agree my frustration. And I talked I talked to one of the coaches before the game, and he told me that everybody in that in that hotel was they were upset, they were focused. They were mad at the disrespect. They were ready to go. And as much as I love the coaches on our staff, that man was wrong. We were not ready. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we, no. We were not ready at all. 
Uh, it's like Kevin Hart said, he wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't ready. And everything everybody was going to say about us, all this, you know, I, I even made a, tw- uh, uh, a video about David Pollack, right? Joe Clatt went to bat for us against Cal- Colin Cowherd. Um, everybody's mad at Kirk Herbstreit because he picked against us. Now, I'll say this. Kirk, if you pick against us every week, eventually we're going to lose. So you don't get any props for picking Iowa State. You picked against us every week, right? Um, and also, just a quick little address to Tennessee fans who have the nerve to be chirping at us. Why are you even talking to Tennessee fans? Stop <laughs> talking. Stop talking because you will get this work. You've got it once. It's our biggest video ever. Thank you, volunteers. But if you come back, I we will come you know what? We won't. We won't. You're not worth it. I was thinking. I was thinking. No, you no, can do you it if you want to. No, I got no. nothing to say. I'm surprised you brought stop, the name up. Stop talking. But thank you for beating Auburn because <laughs> you make our resume look better. Thank you. Hope you get ball eligible. But anyway, for me, that's basically all there is to say about. And also, I will say, Jabril Robinson got on our Instagram, made a post. And basically said, I'm confused. Is West Virginia with us or are they against us? Talk about the state. Oh, never be confused. There's no confusion. RVK is with West Virginia. Win, lose, or die. Like they say, win or lose, West Virginia is always going to booze. Well, for me, it's win, lose, or die, West Virginia, till I die. Like there's no other. There's nothing else. I don't even have, I don't even care about professional teams. Like I only care about West Virginia. And, you know, and they're and West Virginia is just slightly behind my children as far as things that are important to me. Okay, so that's where I am, Jabril, and for the rest of y'all. However, stop worrying about what the fans say because if you worry about what the fans say, that's right. You're gonna be real frustrated, that's real right. irritated, and that's the least of your concerns. But Brill's my boy. I love him. I no, love how no. much Jabril and Kenny and Lil Fufu and Giovanni and Jack Allison and all those transfers love West Virginia because I expect the guys who committed to begin with. To love West Virginia, but the guys who came from other programs, it really means something to me that they love us. But I'm telling you, every fan base is that way. When you lose, you know, everybody thinks that everybody needs to be fired and cut and whatever yeah. else. Uh, when you win, then you're the greatest thing that's happened since sliced bread. So just get back to it, refocus, to it, focus, you know, know get in know the, the film room. Know the RVK is holding you down. We never gonna stop. We and, but, but but we never gonna not keep it real either. We gonna tell how it is. So that's how it is. What do you think, Jay? Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Again, props to Iowa State. We don't hate. We congratulate. Rat me, boys! Astorg Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. It's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, representing the RVK. That is the Raspy Voice Kids, and we are joined by a member of the Final Four West Virginia University basketball team, somebody who we all love and respect, Mr. Daryl Truck Bryant. What up, Truck? How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? I know you just got out of the gym. How was that? Well, that was Monday is always the roughest days because, you know, that, that two days, that two days I think for the weekend, I take off. <laughs> I feel like I saw you eating pizza with Kevin Jones on Instagram. I'm going to just be honest, man. Like, I feel like it's not helping. Yeah, that's, that probably don't help. But <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend, though. 
<laughs> I love it though. I love that you stayed in contact with your boys. Like some, you know how it is. Like not everybody's loyal. Not everybody's down. Not everybody stays friends. But it seems like you've maintained those relationships with the guys you've played with. How did that happen? To be honest, I'm cool with all all my all my teammates, all of them, all my ex teammates, everything. So I I stay in touch with everybody. That's the thing. It's like you just seem like a real dude. Like. One of the things that I liked about when you play is you weren't always the most athletic guy on the court, but you always had confidence and nobody was working harder than you. You feel like that's a fair statement? That's true. That's what, that's what I do. I put the work in so I can get the results for sure. And I, I talked, we had, uh, we had John Flowers on, I don't know, six months ago, maybe less than that. And I was asking him who talks the most trash. <laughs> he said it was one of the New York guys, even though guys is not the word he was going to use, but that's the word he used. And uh, I'm you surprised. You're surprised yeah, by I what? <laughs> I was surprised he didn't say it's a New York guy, truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> me too. But I'm just telling you what he said. I, all I can go on is what he said. I was waiting for what he was going to say. He told me after the alumni game in 2017 that it was Jay Sean Page, I think he said, and Tariq Phillips maybe. But uh, well, but yep. you got you got lopped into that group, man. He put you in there. Oh, for sure. I might might lead that group. I lead that pack. I'm the oldest too, so I, I lead that pack. For hey, sure. hey, for sure, man. Hey, so I, I want to know, like, what's it like? Like, so my parents are from New York, and then they moved to West Virginia, and it was culture shock. Now, granted, that was 35 years ago, 37 years ago. So there was no internet. There was no. There was all these things that did not exist that allowed you to stay connected to what was happening in the world in the state of West Virginia. When you moved to West Virginia, what kind of culture shock did you experience? To be honest, I mean, I'm I'm a guy who could adapt to any situation, so it was, it was different for me. Yeah, I'm from the hood, I'm from the, the ghetto, but when I came here, I mean, everybody was nice. It was totally different for sure, but I mean, I just adapted to the environment. Is it the same way in Bulgaria when you were playing there last year? Y- yes, for sure. Any anywhere I go, I just adapt to the situation. I mean, uh, it's you know, it's hard. Did you learn the language? honest I, I don't learn no languages where i go i learned a couple <laughs> words <laughs> and that's it you learn some appalachian though i'm sure you learn some appalachian while you've been here though <laughs> yeah I, I like i like this place I, actually i love this place i know you do man for real you guys got the final forecast going that's that is a fun fun show to listen to i love the joe Missoula dennis kalitsula story that is hilarious <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so hard, man. I told my dad about it because he hadn't heard it. I was like, Dad, you got to listen to this. It's fantastic. You guys always have good stuff like that, and I love it, man. And the thing I like about you guys, you're down-to-earth dudes. Like, John Flowers gave us a shout-out on Twitter the other day for no reason, you know? And he's John Flowers, yeah. you know, Mr. John Wall uh, imitation dance, right? Yes, sir. That's who he is. Mr. Headband. So, you know, and then you got Kevin Jones who got cheated out of Big Big East Player of the Year, but we won't talk about that because – we're not going to be yeah, salty on this show. Sure. We're not going to be salty on this show, though. We're not going to be salty. Um, <laughs> but yeah. vibes, right? Positive vibes. Always positive. We got to stay positive, man. Like, But, yeah. But yeah sure. and, I, and like I tell people all the time, like when people ask me about you, I'm like, they see pictures of, you know, I've taken pictures of you and I or whatever. I always tell them, Truck is like the most down-to-earth, real dude. What makes you that way? What makes you not, like, I mean, you're on a lot of levels, you're West Virginia royalty. What makes you not be the kind of guy who's like, yeah, treat me like I'm a king. Oh, because I mean, I'm I'm, I'm from the bottom. Been through a lot. Uh, just had one hell of a mother uh, to push me through, and uh, she actually raised a hell of a young man. 
And you're about to do the same thing. You just got a child, man. Congratulations on the baby. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, that is definitely the plan. Always respectful and that's it. Most what happened? What happened the moment you saw your child? I mean, this is my second one, but they, they, I mean, it's both of them. I have two daughters, so it, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, I want a son so he could play basketball and do this and do that. And, <laughs> hey, girls! Girls I, can play basketball. Girls can play basketball. Yeah, they they can. I, and how I, or dad, you know, do, do I let her play basketball after seeing everything you saw? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I don't know yet. Nah, I hear you. I uh, now nah, I get it, man. I got two kids. I got a, I got an eight year old. I got a six year old. The thing that happened for me is. When I saw my son, like, my friend told me when my wife was pregnant, he said, my ex-wife, just so everybody's clear, I'm single, so if y'all trying to holler, just, you know. But anyway, <laughs> my, ex-wife, my ex-wife, when she, when, my, when she got pregnant, my friend told me, he said, she's a mother. The moment she gets pregnant, she's a mother. He's like, you're not a father until that kid's born and you hold it. And he was right. It's true. And when, yeah, I, and sure, when I held sure. my child, I looked at that child, and it, it was the first moment it hit me, and I thought, this is how my dad feels about me. And it blew you my mind, crazy? man. It blew my mind. What's crazy? You never know until you have kids how much your parents really care for you. You can't know. That's, that's what happened to me. That's what that moment was. That moment was like, oh. Like, oh, this. Like, I used to complain. <laughs> I remember being 17, and my mom tried to come into the doctor's office with me. I was like, mom, I'm good. Like, I'm going by myself, right? You know, any yeah. surgery I've had, any event that's been, like, good or bad, my parents have been there for everything. And I never understood it, but you're right. Until you have a kid, you don't get it. But I know you're busy. The other guy. thing is – Oh, go ahead. The other thing is when you see a baby, first thing you think of, you get motivated even more. Yeah. Like, okay, this it, is more motivation. It's like Trey Song. So she can just, live the right way. If she can have anything she wanted. You know, get my daughter's college plan so she don't need no man. Right? Yeah, for sure. It's like it's like Trey Song said, man, just got to make it. That's what I think. Just got to make it. Yes, yes, sir. But uh, so I know you're busy, man. You're always hustling. You're out there doing your thing. And plus, you got kids. So we want to go through just a quick rapid fire. You ready for this? Yes, sir. What was bigger, winning the Big East Championship or beating Kentucky? Well, for me, Big East, because I, that was in New York, and that's where I'm from. All right. That's, that's what's up. Uh, who do you hate more? Pitt or UConn? Pitt, yeah, Pittsburgh for sure. All right. Uh, best Pop-Tart? Uh, cinnamon. Oh, man. Brown sugar cinnamon gets another one. All right. Lion King or Toy Story? Lion King. Oh, man. This is terrible. Best fast food French fry? McDonald's for sure. Best podcast besides your own? Right here, Raspy. Yeah, son. See, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time, Truck. Appreciate you dropping in. I know you're busy, like I said. Always good to see you. Always good to hear from you. Always good to talk to you. And we thank you for blessing us with your presence, with your voice. And uh, hopefully we'll get up with you soon, man. Uh, Best wishes for everything you do. And certainly best wishes as a father with your children. Appreciate you, my brother. Same to you. All right, man. Peace. All right, man. Later. This is your official voice of youth and high school sports, <laughs> Chad Ricardo, and you are listening to my dudes, the Raspy Voice Kids. We're on to the next segment. We're ready to talk West Virginia football. As always, I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt, joined by Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix. And right now, it is that time again, but this time it's why West Virginia 
should just not quit. We shouldn't quit because we're right in the hunt. We're in the thick of things. We're not the leaders anymore. We're not undefeated anymore, but it's not over. We have a chance to win a Big 12 championship, which is our primary goal. People forget that. We think about Heisman's. We think about Belitnikoff's. We think about national championships. That is not our focus. Our focus is winning the Big 12. We haven't done it yet, but we have a shot, especially now that there's a Big 12 championship game and there are two teams who can make it. West Virginia still has that opportunity. We can make the adjustments. We can be in Dallas for the most important game of the season. Why do you think we shouldn't quit, Jay? We shouldn't quit because, we, like you said, we have it all ahead of us in the, in the Big 12. Granted, we took a little shot. We make it harder than what it had to be. But before the season starts, teams talk about what? Winning their conference. Yep. That's ahead, ahead of us. That's still, excuse me, ahead of us. We, if we focus on that, that's the main thing. And we can do it. We also have to not quit because we can't let Iowa State beat us two weeks in a row. Amen. Or two games in a row. There's a lot of times when you lose a big game, that the very next game you play lackluster and you lose again. I'm not trying to lose to Baylor because we lost to Iowa State. Get refocused. It's about mental toughness. It's about um, focusing on, on the good things and things you need to do and continue to move forward and not behind. You talk to any successful person, whether it's sports, whether it's business, it's all about not what you've done, even if you've won. Not what you've done, but what you're going to do. What's ahead of you. That's why we shouldn't quit. Because we have the ability, we have the players, and we have the fight to stay focused and to go ahead. It's not about the setback, it's about the comeback. And if you're not on the bandwagon now, if you jumped off, if you hated, if you participated in all the trash talking against our team, don't be with us when it's time to come back, when it's time to see our team be undefeated for the rest of the season in the Big 12 championship. Lil Fufu told y'all, holla at TJ Simmons, Lil Fufu told y'all, and I'm with him. And that's where we are. West Virginia should not quit because it's not over. There's plenty of opportunity for us to show the nation we are for real. We're legit. We're not perfect. We're not Alabama at this point. We're not the New England Patriots. Okay, We're not the 96 Chicago Bulls. But we're a good football team that can make adjustments and be successful. We can make this whole fan base happy. When I say we, of course not me and Jeremy. Even though you know I used to be able to ball. I can't ball now. But Will can, Sills can, Jennings can, Sims can. Yeah, we got the talent. Jabril, Kenny, Stills boys, Dylan Tockery when he's healthy, David Long, all those guys, Toyas, Drayvon. We've got guys who can play, and we've got coaches who care. And so we shouldn't quit because it's not over. It's one game. We're 5-1. and one. Most seasons, if you start out 5-1, and one, you're really happy. The reason people aren't happy is because everybody thought we were going to go undefeated, beat everybody by 40 points, and win the national championship. That's unrealistic, even for Alabama. And Alabama is arguably, and I don't even think it's much of an argument, the greatest, uh, the, no. gra- the greatest dynasty in the history of college football. Last year, Clemson loses to Syracuse. The year before that, they went down again. To like pit, even to pit. even. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't even going to mention that. I wasn't even going to give a shout-out. I'm not giving a shout-out. I'm just talking about how I'm, bad it was. I'm just saying even great teams lose to sometimes teams that they shouldn't. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have lost to Iowa State. I'm saying one loss doesn't define a season. That's, That's right. what I'm saying. That's right. And I used to live and die on every game, and now I realize undefeated is not the standard. What you do at the end of the season is standard. And that's why West Virginia shouldn't quit. West Virginia should not quit because there are 1.8 million minimum behind you. 
behind you, who believe in you, who were mad Saturday night, who were still mad Sunday morning, but by Sunday afternoon remembered this is our team and we bleed gold and blue. And, and, and we're it, never not going to. And when it comes to the bye week, we're going to be mad because we're not watching you play. And when it gets to Baylor on Thursday, we're going to be rabid. We're going to be fired up. And the RVK will be in the building like always showing love. So that's why you shouldn't quit because there are people who care and they believe and, in you. And we're still number 13. Brandon, I was shocked when I saw the ranking come out and we were 13. Like I expected them to drop the hammer like they usually do on West like Virginia. I expected us to be... I expected us to be like 22 and out of any discussion. Brandon, we're 13. Yeah, we're if, right there. If somebody would have said, by week seven, you're going to be number 13, I'm taking it. Me too. I'm taking it. Me too. We win the games on our schedule. We're right there. We got Texas who's going to be top five if they don't lose. We, we have Oklahoma. But no, no. All right. All right. All right. All right. See, I'm doing it again. Yep. Focus. Doing it again. <laughs> doing it again. Hey, let's focus on the bye week. <laughs> let's watch let's get, some let's film. Let's get, um, Dil- let's get Dylan Conkery and the rest of the let's boys healthy. Let's get them healthy. four line. Yeah, let's get those linebackers healthy. Let's get Joe Brown back into shape. Let's get Will Greer, his confidence back. Let's get Spav a game plan that he feels good about. Um, and and then I'll be good. So let's focus on what we have. What we have this week is a bye week. This is a healthy week. This is a film week. Let's do it. And and and, uh, and, 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 and of course, hopefully, uh, Derek Pitts is okay because that dude can make plays. So hopefully, no. he's okay. he said he's better than ever. But every time a West Virginia player gets hurt, they're better than ever. And then you might not see him for three or four weeks. So we'll see what happens. But that's no. why we shouldn't quit. It's all in front of us, like Jeremy said. It, it's all in front of us. And, and the one big thing is I know that people were in their fields. And it's okay to be frustrated. I think everybody's frustrated. But we win as a family and we hurt as a family. Got that right. And it's okay to take it in. And it's okay to be right. frustrated. Right. Do not be disrespectful. Ever. Do not lose your mind. Ever. But it's only natural to hurt and to be you know, surprised and have certain feelings. But we're going to regroup. Everybody hurts. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to regroup. And when, you, and when Baylor comes around on Thursday night, Mountaineer Field is going to be packed. Electric. Representing and, and, and following our boys. Because like I said, we're family. And though we get frustrated, we're all frustrated. We'll make it through. And all we need to do, focus on the bye week, focus on Baylor. Let's go. A wise man once said, Mountaineer family, we don't need nobody else. And then he said, hail West Virginia. Shout out to Jay and Fiend. That's Whoever how that we should do feel. Be. Whoever that do be. Why West Virginia should not quit. Hail West Virginia. Hail West Virginia. Hail West Virginia. Hail West Virginia. Sports Social Podcast Network. Traffic delay. You'll reach your destination in 43 minutes. Oh, jeez. Too bad you don't live in that nice new neighborhood just over there. A what? Beautiful houses, spacious lots, and if you live there, you would be home by now. Hmm. Call Realtor. Calling Realtor. Clara Day Estates, beautiful homes on spacious lots, just 15 minutes from the beach, comfort and convenience at home. Find out more at carolinahomesales.com.